Welcome to Conduit's uh, four-part series on values. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learn Glass. We've got Paul Bauscher, my friend and colleague from Insight Coach Coaching. Welcome, Paul. Good morning, Jerry. Good to be here. Hey, so we're on uh, part three, and we've gone through inspiration, part one, education, part two, application, which is today, and then we'll finish next week strongly with implementation. So as we talk about values and application, go ahead and get us kicked off today. Yeah, so interesting. This, I think, is um, probably one of the biggest obstacles to people making a connection between why values matter in my business, right? Okay. Because I can't really figure out how to apply them. And the question is, how, what will you build, right? We're talking about application. What's the application you're going to build to infuse these values into your business. And the interesting thing is, in this case, I think the leader is the application in some ways. There's more to it than that. Okay. Uh, but really, uh, your own ability as a leader to articulate your values in a way that connects them to your actions and your decision-making and to the actions and decision-making of your people. So, I don't mean talking about them in some grandiose way. Oh, we, you know, we have a value of integrity. So yeah. integrity can be this sort of grandiose feeling word that people uh, sort of put out there and put their chest up and put it on the wall. Uh, I don't mean bragging about them like that. I mean talking about them in meaningful ways that will connect that value to real actions for your people. Mm -hmm. So I wonder as I say that, Jerry, how many people listening are think, feeling a little squeamish about that? Like, cause we can all sense our values on the inside. It's just sometimes it's really hard to talk about them. And I wonder how many business owners feel too exposed or too vulnerable um, if they're talking about their values. Do you have any? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That? Well, and, and you and I, you know, you and I move throughout the same, a very similar sphere of influence. And um, that the old guy years ago said to me, you know, you're looking for people looking for you. And the conduit tribe is, you know, you talk about echo chamber. It's an echo chamber of like-minded people. And yeah. so one of the things that I found interesting is that, um, and as I'm exploring this this morning with you, with values, it's like, it's your DNA. Like if you if you cut me and get my, like my DNA is my DNA. It is what it is. So nice. your, your values as a leader, you have developed, I have developed values. And so what I've found about most of you guys, other leaders, other owners, is that you don't want to be the blowhard. Um, you don't want to be that guy that is saying, I'm this and I'm that, right? Self-promotion. And I wonder, as we're exploring this this morning, I wonder if the application is hindered, not because you're not aware of your values, but because you, um, you've got something burned in the back of your hippocampus that I don't want to speak to it because I don't want to come across as salesy or insincere. Well, or touchy-feely. I've been accused of that. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's, some, uh, let's face it, our biggest audience here is people in the construction industry, mostly men. We can be a little uncomfortable with sharing values because they, there's, a, there's this underlying word called feelings that might 
feel like it's very, very much connected to it. So, you know, and we'll sometimes hear people say, I don't have time to do this value stuff. I have quote unquote real work to do. Yeah. I can't, I can't get to that. Well, my answer to that, and honestly, my whole career wasn't this way. It's only in the recent five to 10 years that I finally got truly connected with this. But um, my answer is simple to that. If you're not work, if your values aren't driving the work you do and how you do it, you're not doing real work. Whatever work you're doing is fake. It's not you. It's not, it's not coming from a place uh, of abundance that really brings more life to you. This is one of the reasons I hate the term work-life balance because it insinuates that you're either working or living. <laughs> Gosh, wouldn't it be great if your work actually brought more life? And that's where values come in. When your values are connected to it, then you can, you can, your work can bring you more yeah. life. And by the way, your team more life as well. I just got a good uh, visual uh, of like a, you know, I've got around my house, I've got some solar lights that if, you know, if they get the sun, then they'll project light at, uh, at nighttime. And your values are kind of like that, aren't they? Like if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm expressive with my values, that it actually is like, it's rejuvenating me. If it's not rejuvenating me, I would argue whether or not those are your actual values. Yeah, exactly. So when we think about an application, that's what I mean by the first application and the most important application is you as the leader. Can you get comfortable? And that might be your first obstacle. And it, and it happens for a lot of people, but can you get comfortable about with talking about your values? And part of that is just taking the time as we've talked about in education and in inspiration in this series is taking the time to actually figure out how to verbalize them, figure out how to talk about them because they're there. They're instinctively intrinsically built into us, but it's, it can be difficult if you don't take the time to go, well, how does this actually apply? In, in real life. And so the first step in that application then becomes just really living them. As the owner leader of your business, really live them. So I, once we get to the point where we've selected those value words like we talked about before, and you've got a few of them down, really start defining what they really mean to you. Then as the leader, get comfortable talking about them. And at the same time, do a gut check, look around, and be brutally honest with yourself. Where are you living your values and where are you not? I guarantee you all of us have a corner of our life where we're not, we've put a value in the closet, we've ignored it ourselves. And it can show up um, in small ways, it can show up in big ways. I mean, I suggest people, they look at their pay structure. If you have a value of generosity, for instance, does your pay structure reflect that? Look at your benefits package. Your bonus system is a great place to look because we, we, we get what we incentivize, right? So what behaviors are you celebrating? And are those behaviors in alignment with the values you're telling your people are important? For instance, you might say family is more important than work. But do you make it difficult for your employees to take off work when they need to to help their families or support their family? It's the, and then also look at unintended consequences, meaning when you incentivize a behavior, what's, what are the unintended behaviors that you get out of that incentivization, right? We've, we've always, I might've just made that word up by the way. Um, we've all experienced the salesperson who makes the sale and disappears. 
it's frustrating, right? You can't get any service after the sale. They were helpful as heck when they were selling you, but as soon as you buy the product, you can't get them to come back and help you out at all. Well, it's pretty easy to go, well, that's a hundred percent commission salesperson, right? Cause they were only worried about getting their commission. They've moved on. I'm not, I'm not throwing commissions under the bus here. I, I'm actually a big believer in them. Uh, but we want to blame the salesperson, but on a, from a certain perspective, didn't the business and the leader incentivize that behavior because they said what's important is the sale and that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting paid to do is make sales. So that person gets ultimately focused on making that sale. So look around in very, very tactical ways in your business and are those policies that you've created in alignment uh, with your values? I think that's a really important place to look. And I'm, 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 I'm pondering how important is it for, so I, I lead my company and I, I'm the owner of the company. And so as, you're, as I'm looking at um, procedures, processes, how important is it for your staff to be speaking to prospective clients um, about the company's values? Like, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm thinking top funnel sales or even during operations where you're GSD, you're getting stuff done or you're billing out the job. How important is it to be infusing those conversations with the company values? I would say it's that implement is that implementation for next week? Well, I think well, yes and no. I mean, they're they're so connected. And the reason that it fits in application is that every single one of your procedures or systems should embody your values. Right? So you you're your the way you treat a customer when they return something right apple is famous for you don't like it bring it back we give you your money back oh it's out of warranty that's okay we'll give you a new one anyway that's that expresses a value that they don't really have to tell us about they're telling us about it through their actions and so i think your you and your team should be speaking your values all the time you might just you might just not be talking about them in very explicit terms, but you're showing them and living them through the actions that you take and through the systems that you create for your business. And that's a, that's an application, right? That's a, that's looking at the application of the systems that yeah. you build. The, the example I like to use, and this fits for you and we know each other in this way. Uh, I don't ever want to have to tell someone I'm a Christian. I want them to understand it through the actions I take. I don't want some my employees to have to tell my uh, clients that we that care is one of our values. I want my clients to feel that care is one of my values. Yeah. So by infusing these values into the applications that you're building into your business, you're empowering your team to show those values, which I think is so much more important than actually just talking about them. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, and also I'm thinking from accountability, which will be another series for us. I'm sure we've done accountability sessions and, and seminars um, over the years from an accountability standpoint to, to, to empower those leaders around you. So whether they're leaders in your charge or leaders outside of your direct reports, for instance, outside of you know peers, for instance, is to empower them to say, hey, Paul, if I ever do or say anything that's inconsistent with my values, um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking you to speak to that. So if, if caring is one of them, 
when I do something that doesn't model uh, caring, will you pull me aside and, and speak to that? Yeah. Yes. And back to the idea of connecting because your people will struggle with this, right? We talked about choosing these words and then defining them. So if we talk about care, let's define what care means and what a great way to do it, to talk with your team and say, hey, when you're going out to measure uh, a, a, a shower glass installation, you're going there to measure, how would you carry that out? How would the fact that you care about the client, the project, the, the, the homeowner and the product, how would care show up there? How would they know that you care about it? Right. What actions would you be taking that would tell the client and the homeowner that you actually care about it? And then when you start connecting in a very real way, values start to become very real. They're not this they're not this thing, this amorphous, feely, squishy thing that's hard to apply and hard to talk about. Good. That's, again, getting into implementation. But if your systems if you're infusing your values into your systems and making sure that they, the results you get because of your system and process actually fits what you value, then you're empowering your people to actually live those values too. So if another thing that comes to mind is your recruiting and hiring process. Yep. Um, you know, we always talk about how companies hire for skill and fire for values, right? Well, how many of your recruiting and hiring processes actually take values into play and you create ways to interview for that or recruit for that. How many of your ads talk about carpentry skills or electrical skills or tile skills versus talking about the values that are important to you as a company? And so it's another one of those and conversations. We can't, when I say that to people, a lot of times what I hear back is, well, they have to have the skills. I get that. It's not an either or, it's an and. They have to have the skills and they have to represent your company in a way that's congruent with your values. And if you don't have both, you're gonna part ways somewhere. Paul, you've said this multiple times, I'm not sure through the value series that we're in right now or the vision series uh, that we did last time, is that you, most of us end up hiring for skills and many times we fire for attitude. And yeah. attitude could be also under that could be the values, right? Because yeah. you're your attitude is typically, your attitude can be a projection of what you value, so. Yeah, typically is a projection of, <laughs> yeah, probably a pretty close tie. So working, again, there's, there are probably people thinking right now, well, how in the world do I, do I interview or recruit for values? Well, the first thing is getting very clear. You know, we're in step three of this process. Create, if, if step three is the application and the application is building a recruiting and hiring process, that's possible if you've taken the time to understand why I need to do this and you've educated yourself, you've worked on figuring out how do I talk about these values in a way that connects with the real work, quote unquote real work, that connects with our day-to-day -day actions that we take, that will start to inform how you can actually talk about them with a with a potential hire or to uh, in your recruiting, which I think advertising, right? If you put out a job ad, how is that? Who do you want that, that position ad to resonate with? And so if it can speak to some of your values, you want it to speak to the values of the people who you're after. Yeah. You want it to resonate with those people.
Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we've talked about it on this, in this series, Paul, but one of the things that I've, that I've tested that seemed to work really well, and I actually had a guy recently comment on it, is on Fridays, we do, we do our team huddles on Mondays and Fridays. And on, on Fridays, I used to have gift cards, and I'd say, hey, nominate one of your coworkers for an example of how they modeled our values or how they expressed our values this week. And, um, you know, so one of them, you know, might be honesty or helping each other out or uh, growth, growth and development, innovation, whatever. And, you know, a guy would say, well, Paul, you know, we had a situation, blah, blah, blah. And Paul showed the value of blah, 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 because he did thus and such. And so trying to create a culture that is reminding them of mm -hmm. the, uh, the values in a, uh, in, in a way that encourages uh, the, the ongoing engagement of that. I don't know why I stopped doing that now, now that I'm saying this. Jerry, that's a great example of an application. A yeah. great example of an application because it's taking, uh, not only is it an actual application, but it's doing exactly what we're talking about. It's taking the values and holding them up a, it's having the conversation about them in a, in a normal fashion so that you're in a regular fashion, I should say, so that you're talking about it. So it keeps them top of mind, but you're also making a direct connection to what people are doing every day. So when you're saying, and you're asking your team to start noticing it, right? I'm going to be paying attention to it all week if I know that question is going to come up. So I'm going to be looking for ways that those values show up in the way my team acts and behaves and works probably learning from my coworkers. So you're awesome saying, idea. start <laughs> so I, doing it again. Let's just start doing that again. <laughs> start doing it again. It's a great one. Yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe this, maybe this series is just for me in this moment in time. So <laughs> we always say if it helps one person, it's worthwhile. I'm the one I, I, I appreciate it. Anything else? Any other parting uh, comments for today? No, I would just reinforce what you just said. I mean, that application you did, you know, come up with a way just like that. Uh, anybody listening, come up with a way to connect them. You as the leader first have to be living by them, get connected, figure out how to talk about them yourself, and then figure out how you connect it for your, for your team, just like you're doing, Jerry. That's a, that's a fabulous way. And for the people who go, you know, I'm too busy on a time to talk about values. Imagine how much time you'll have when you get these values infused into your team and all the decisions that they come to you for, they're now able to make themselves. Yeah. Good stuff. Well done. I'm excited for next week to finish the four-part series with implementation, Paul. Thanks again. That's great. Me too.